We welcome you this evening to St. Mary's Oratory. My name is Canon Aaron Huberfeld, and I am the rector of this beautiful church, serving here with Canon Ator Mateus, the vice rector. And we would like to wish you a very Merry Christmas, along with our dear sisters, our seminary candidates, and our entire community here at St. Mary's. We look forward to greeting you after the Mass upstairs here, before you head on your way home. We are very pleased, too, to have with us this evening our dear John Duranso here of Wisconsin, serving as subdeacon this evening. We are very grateful that uh, solemn high mass was made possible in this way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. The Good Shepherd said, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this word that has come to pass. On behalf of our whole worldwide family that is the Institute of Christ the King, I wish you all a blessed feast of the Nativity of our Lord. All those who hold the Catholic faith know that tonight is only the beginning of the story. We have prepared for this feast by four weeks of penance. Although it was especially short Advent this year, a time in remembrance of all those men of goodwill who prepared for this event by over 4,000 years of heartfelt expectation. The expectation of the nations was not disappointed. That true light which enlighteneth every man who cometh into the world has himself now taken on frail human flesh from a virgin and pitched his humble tent among us. The world in which we live has once again rejected the Savior, preferring the darkness to the light. The new pagans cannot completely ignore this feast, for they cannot deny that the birth of Christ still marks the beginning of what they lamely refer to as the common era. By tomorrow, they will be intent on forgetting it. But we shall not forget We Christians shall keep this feast a full 40 days, dwelling with this little babe during every moment recorded by the Holy Gospels until his presentation in the temple. But even in February, we shall not forget, because Christmas has consequences. This little babe has come to redeem us out of every nation, to cleanse for himself an acceptable people. Unlike all other babes, he has come not to live, but to die. And if we are truly to adore this little babe in spirit and in truth, then we must be friends not only of his crib, but of his cross. That is why St. Francis of Assisi, who labored more than any other saint to popularize the building of the nativity scenes throughout Europe, always insisted that there should be a cross looming hard by the creche, There is no Christmas without the cross. 
Thinking about Calvary does nothing to lessen the joy, the sweetness of the Christmas season. Holy Mother Church has filled the octave of Christmas with the Feast of Martyrs. In a few moments, our Savior, born over 2,000 years ago, shall be truly present on our altar, renewing the sacrifice of Calvary as both high priest and saving victim. Thus are fulfilled the words of tonight's epistle, The grace of God our Savior hath appeared to all men, instructing us that denying ungodliness and worldly desires, we should live soberly and justly and godly, in this world. As we heed the shepherd's call and arrive at the crest tonight, we are comforted to discover that the child foretold by the prophets is not alone. He is where every tiny child should be, between a loving father and a loving mother. It has been God's plan from the first that every child should be born into such a family. To be sure, one thing is different tonight. For the first and only time in human history, yes, this child, this savior of ours, has a virgin mother. He has no human father. His eternal father could have appointed a legion of angels to guard him throughout his childhood, but no child should be here on earth without a man set over him in the image of God the Father, holding his place as guardian over his creation. This is the sublime calling of St. Joseph and of every father. The Holy Family was persecuted, not by the pagan state of the time, which greeted them with a sleepy indifference, but by the very man who had been appointed king over God's people. Consider that feast of the Holy Innocents, which we shall celebrate in only a few days, the slaughter of those children mistaken for the Christ child. And consider the other child who was on earth this night, our Lord's six-month-old cousin, John the Baptist, born to a holy father and mother who prayed for a child that they might have a family as God intended. Their son would become a martyr for true marriage in the family, declaring to the Herod of his generation, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. There is nothing new under the sun by the time this holy child had grown and begun his public ministry, human civilization had witnessed every possible outrage against marriage in the family. The most unspeakable sins, which no preacher should dare to mention this holy night, had been committed among all nations. Yet there, standing in our midst, was the eternal word incarnate, through whom all things were made, to remind us, from the beginning, it was not so. No, it was not so. In the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. All came to be through his eternal word. For he said, let there be light, sky, water, land, fish, birds and beasts. But when it came to man, the blessed Trinity said, let us make man in our image and likeness. Man was God's special creation, formed by his loving hands from the clay of the earth, into whom he himself breathed the spark of life. God created man in his image and likeness. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Who on earth would dare this night indeed this season, to challenge the order that God has so lovingly ordained. Tell us, good shepherds, who are they? Wolves in sheep's clothing? Wolves in shepherd's clothing? Shall they steal the joy of this day? King David answers on his harp, He who dwelleth in the heavens shall deride them. And his son, the true king of this captive world, shall break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Hush then now, world. You nations that rage, you princes, even in the household of faith, who meditate on vain, unspeakable things, silence before the crib. Silence before the Holy Family, loving Father, loving Mother, Holy Child. Proud world, learn the simplicity of the shepherds, these good shepherds who keep watch over their flocks during the dark night of this life. Tonight, Christians, we should have but one thing to say to one another. Let us go to Bethlehem and see this word that has come to pass. See and understand. Come and adore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.